Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we help you discover innovative startups in the outdoor sport industry. Join us as we tell the story of brands who are paving the way for the future of outdoor sports. And here's your host, Josh Salvo. Hey, Ready Eddy Podcast listeners. Do you love skiing, snowboarding, climbing, hiking, camping, surfing, kayaking, or mountain biking? Did you know that there are thousands of new outdoor sports startups launching each year with incredible stories and products that are revolutionizing their sports? At Ready Yeti, we are a community of outdoor sport enthusiasts that love discovering new brands and supporting the ones that make innovative, quality products and that have a drive to give back. At ReadyEddy.com, we give away products every two weeks from your soon-to-be favorite outdoor sports startups. Check out ReadyEddy.com and become a part of our daily growing outdoor sports community and be among the first to discover tomorrow's outdoor sport brands. What is going on, Ready Eddy podcast listeners? Josh Savo here, your host. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Bryce Phillips, the founder of Evo.com. If you're not familiar with them, they are an online retailer and physical store uh, retailer based out of the Pacific Northwest. They've got stores in Seattle, Portland, and Denver. They offer everything from uh, skiing, snowboarding, clothing, skate, bike, and surf, and they've got an awesome lifestyle. They also run a bunch of trips, which one of them I've been on to Chile. Um, and with that, Bryce, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. So let's start right from the beginning. How You're, you're originally from the Pacific Northwest, um, Oregon, I, I believe, correct? Yeah, I actually, I, I was born in Seattle, but I grew up in Oregon. Grew up in Oregon. So yeah. h- how did you get into, I mean, obviously in the Pacific Northwest, it's super easy to get into the, <laughs> the outdoor world, but what sort of sparked your passion for getting into skiing and everything that sort of goes along with it? Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually introduced to skiing in the fifth grade by my uncle uh, who paid for it all. And, uh, you know, it's an, it's an expensive sport. So I didn't have necessarily the means to do it, but I was fortunate to have my uncle introduce me, and I definitely just kind of like caught fire right away. It was very, uh, you know, had an amazing time, and was trying to figure out how to pay for it ever since. Really, so it really, be, it really was a story of trying to figure out how to pay lip, buy lift tickets and eventually travel and do all the other things that kind of surround the lifestyle. But um, um, was buying and selling at a ver- very early age, and. Uh, you know, eventually gravitated towards gear just because I love the sports. Um, and, you know, there's many chapters in between, but one thing led to another. And then in 01 launched uh, the original site. And the URL on the first site was evogear.com. And eventually we became Evo um, a few years later. That's awesome. So how did you build, like, you're one of the largest online retailers for outdoor sports, snow sports, um, how did you build that? And how did you, uh, you originally started with uh, eBay, I know, selling and flipping yeah. stuff. Um, could you sort of share a little bit more about that journey? Oh man. Well, do we only have an hour? Or do we have <laughs> you know, a week? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, again, I mentioned one thing led to another. I mean, event, you know, originally when we start, when I started Evo, uh, in 2001, it was out of my garage, uh, and my living room. And I, uh, was actually bringing skis in from Canada uh, you, sorry, skis and snowboards used, I'd buy demo fleets at the end of the season. I was living up in Whistler, splitting time between Seattle and Whistler, um, and, you know, kind of skiing all winter and trying to finish up school and the other, other months of the year. And, um, anyways, had a very strong kind of U S dollar at the time. And so the exchange rate was working for me. I was able to bring demos into the state, sell them on eBay. And that was actually pre 2001, um, just selling on eBay and then eventually launched the site, um, and that kind of grew, and it was very kind of opportunistic buys. You know, it'd be anywhere from a demo center to a store going out of business. And um, uh, and over time, you know, as I was thinking about, like, kind of what the business would become, uh, a big, you know, a big turning point was opening the store. Uh, opening the store, you know, at that point in time, it was web only, and we had, you know, a handful of employees uh, moved out of my moved out of my garage. And... Uh, and that was really a big turning point. So I guess I kind of cap it off at that, you know, that, that chapter uh, was a big one because it felt like, you know, previous to opening the store, there wasn't really that center for the community, that place where the people who shared those passions came together. Right. Uh, so outside of just being opportunistic, buying low, selling high on the web, we really want to create a place. And, 
Evo became that place and, you know, and kind of, again, there's many, uh, many, many stories kind of between then and now, but, um, I feel like that was such a big turning point for the business because that physical store really was such a representation of the brand and what we're all about. Without a doubt. So for someone who may not be familiar with Evo, what, what are you guys all about? What is, you talk about community. I, I guess my question is what, how are you different than say like a backcountry.com or sure. another online site? So, yeah, I mean, well, one thing for sure is that, uh, you know, Evo is from a categorical perspective and what we sell, we really sit at that intersection of outdoor and action sports. So from our assortment, you know, things that we did early on that don't seem so revolutionary, but at the time were definitely different was the way we kind of brought in the blend of categories, you know, even ski and snowboard together, which is so obviously should coexist. They haven't coexisted seamlessly for all kinds of different reasons. So we brought those in together and then really emphasizing streetwear and other kind of lifestyle products. Um, that really happened in 05 when we opened our original store. So that was over 10 years ago. Um, and then in addition to that, um, you know, the we really wanted to make sure that the customer experience was, was highly differentiated. For example, we focused on kind of the, you know, bringing um, groups of people in that um, for events, you know, for art and music and, you know, uh, fundraisers working with nonprofits. Um, that really was that kind of, you know, what it could be a 30 person, you know, more intimate kind of gathering at a gallery at our, at our, in, at our gallery that was part of our store or a, just a big, massive movie premiere. But really kind of creating that place um, was something that kind of distinguished us in the market. Um, and then the other point is, is that, you know, a backcountry or others, they are pure play. They are web only. And, and we're really not an online retailer. We're, you know, we're a multi-channel retailer where we really look to kind of round out the customer experience, both delivering on web and on the web and in the store. Something that is surely, the I, we believe, the best customer experience because we can, you know, we have the not, the, not only the place for the community and people to come together, but we also can offer that technical hands-on service in our store locations while also delivering for you online. That's... That's awesome. I um, I think it's so important to offer like that sense of community and um, personal experience, which I think you guys have done such a good job of. And I've I've been following you guys since the Evo Gear days. I remember when I went with you on the <laughs> nice. on Love the um, uh, Chile trip, which you guys also do. You run trips to different places. Yep. And I was talking to Ashley, and I was just like, "Yeah." She was like, "How did you find out about us?" I was like, "I've been following you guys since the Evo Gear days," and she was just like, yeah. "Whoa!" <laughs> no, I love it. It's funny because when we when we when we officially became Evo only after we got the URL, people would call us Evo Gear, and I'd look, I'd cringe a little bit, I'm like, "No, no, no, we're Evo." But now, when anybody drops Evo Gear, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's like OG customers that yeah, have been following us from the beginning," and I love it. So it's pretty cool when people uh, and people still actually sometimes call us Evo Gear. So, anyways, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. So, you, you, I know you were you were also a professional or a professional skier for sixteen years. How the heck did you build Evo while being a pro skier? And I, you also do you would flip houses and you've got your real estate <laughs> projects. Like anyone I yeah. talked to that knows you is just like he does everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, I don't know. Like I've got, I've had, I can't tell you over the years how many times I've gotten that question in regards to that's like how. How, how do these things all kind of coexist and, and, and work? And I, I don't really know if I have the answer, but I've just kind of always been wired to have a lot of balls in the air. And, um, and, and most importantly, uh, there's no chance any of it happens or it happens in the way that, you know, um, it has or we'd want it to be without working with amazing people. Um, so I love building teams. I love, uh, um, you know, anywhere from the kind of the vision and strategy to building the team to executing um, and so I've been really fortunate to work with great people and then to be able to kind of run these things in parallel from the real estate to the skiing. Um, and then of course, Evo, um, and most importantly family. So, um, I don't know if I really answered the question, but, <laughs> but yeah, working with great people, I think is, 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 is most central when I consider, um, kind of how it all works. And then just being wired a certain way where I can, you know, um, work on a number of things. And really, if you look at them, too, they all have these common threads of, you know, uh, a passion for the lifestyle, um, community, bringing people together, um, kind of differentiated customer experiences. You know, if you look at the real estate and you see the stores, you know, that connection is very clear. So 
it's not like these things kind of all live in silos. They all are very interconnected. And right. that's, that's created opportunity for each one of them, you know. Um, in fact, the ski career, really a lot of what happened has happened with Evo is a result of relationships through the skiing. So, again, they all they all are very commingled, I think, in a positive sense and have been. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of that's how it's all come to be. And I'll, I'll, I think I'll continue to get that question to the very end. But um, <laughs> But there are times for sure when, you know, you need to kind of recalibrate and pull back a little bit because it, it, it can be a lot for sure. Of course, of course. So when you were a kid, did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? You know, I don't think I saw it as like I want to be an entrepreneur, but I was absolutely um, from the beginning, um, for whatever reason, kind of wired to think that way and act that way. And um, I was inspired by certain people that I saw, you know, that I felt like were kind of um, in the business realm. Um, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. Like my parents are incredible people. Um, but entrepreneur or entrepreneurial is not the way you describe them. So I don't totally know where it came from, but, um, but for whatever reason, I mean, I was buying and selling, you know, baseball cards as a, as a second grader, you know, so it just kind of worked out that way. And, uh, and, and as time kind of moved on, it just became the obvious path for me. Of course. So, Along this journey, how did you, because you built a an online e-commerce site, I guess, in a very early stage, the early 2000s, which, where I feel like it wasn't as normal to buy ski gear online. How yeah. did you, and then you introduced the store in 2005, how did you build, how did you, I guess, the, the product that is Evo is sort of the experience, mm-hmm. the community, and the trust factor. Um, how did you develop that over time from when you started to where it is now, where anyone who, yeah. who knows Evo is just like, I, I love Evo. They're the best. Yeah. Well, I, we, we, we hope that's the case. We definitely are, uh, I think we get it right most of the time, but we definitely, you know, can always be better. Um, that said, you know, I think that one thing that absolutely comes through in the customer experience is, uh, people's passion for what they know and do. I mean, when, when, if someone's trying to sell you a highly technical ski and snowboard product or a mountain bike or a surfboard or, you know, uh, any of those products that we use to participate in the, in the, in the sports that we love, if they don't really know it, you're going to know it's going to be very transparent. Like you're going to, you're going to pick on that right, pick up on that right away from a customer perspective. And so that's always been there. Like that's, that is the, that is the, you know, kind of that, that that irreplaceable kind of enthusiasm and knowledge and deep insights nuanced insights that relate to like participating at that level that that comes out in the customer experience whether you're on the phone on the site in the store or just meeting somebody on the hill that works for the company like those should come up um so i think that's 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 irreplaceable um i think in addition to that um you know that care for the community that that if that if that comes from a genuine place you will know and people will feel that and you might not be able to like you know, kind of write a manual on how to create that. In fact, you, you can't. It's not about uh, following certain directions. It's like it's either something you love or or um, or it's not. And and again, those from from uh, from us really caring about a thirty person event that come people kind of just like share these experiences or meet cool people um, to serving somebody you know that is looking to kind of get into the sport for the first time and needs to learn more in the store. You know that should come out in those touch points, those different customer touch points, um, no matter where it is. And I think that that's true when you're a tiny company working out of a garage, or it's true when you're a, a larger company. You know, um, and uh, and we got to make sure that we never lose that. Of course. So I, I I remember reading online. I think it was Powder Magazine said that you're the. Um, I'm going to butcher this now that I'm on the spot to say it but you're the skier to know or the most well-known skier out of the pacific northwest or the skier (laughs) to know and i think that's such a good i i I like i like that so much because as a when i was growing up i feel like um in the outdoor industry there were specific people that you looked up to like the jason leventhal's um kind of like they made such a big impact and they cared so much and someone like you um you you in the outdoor world I feel like are in the spotlight. So there there's a lot of things about you that are I guess are well known. And I, I guess what my question is is what is something about you that maybe most people don't know about you, Evo or um, 
um, yeah, e either Evo or you. Yeah. Um, well, first, I would say that was uh, uh, an incredibly flattering comment that Powder, Powder made of all the, you know, of, of all uh, publications. Um, anyways, that was, uh, that was pretty cool, and uh, I don't think I deserve it. But that said, uh, to answer your question about um, something they don't know, you know, I got this question actually this week on a, on a, a piece I did with Free Skier. Um, and I'm going to use the same answer because I think it's a good one, but I, I have absolutely been loving snowboarding lately. And, uh, it's, uh, it's something I've done a little bit over the years, but not, not a ton. And I've been able to do it more and something just to have breakthroughs. That's something you don't do all the time. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible, you know, um, whatever it may be. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been, I'm kind of known more from the skiing side, but I've been, you know, super psyched on snowboarding more. My wife really came from that side of things and, uh, she's been skiing. I've been snowboarding and, uh, we're a good fit because we're both pretty novice, um, when it comes to the, to the sports that the other one is, uh, more proficient at. Right. It's definitely humbling to try the other sport that you haven't yeah. done at all. And you're like, wait a second, I can't get down blue square. Like I can't get down a blue run. What, what is this? <laughs> um, sure. no, it's pretty funny for sure. That's great. So, you've been doing this for for a while now have you had any mentors that have helped you along this journey whether it's in your professional career as an athlete or with evo and your real estate ventures and anything that you've been been doing you know i, I can't say that like the entire time i've had this one kind of like yoda you know that i've right. been <laughs> that i've always gone to i've had so many influences from so many amazing people and there's no chance you know, kind of like I mentioned about earlier about how do you do it? Well, it's, it's the team. Um, so I, I definitely uh, would say it's a collection of experiences throughout this journey um, from people that are way further down the road in, in regards to just having, you know, run businesses and been in businesses to to people that are, you know, brand new employees that, that kind of shed some light or shine a light on on, uh, on a really important kind of aspect of business that we need to key in on. Um, so, so there isn't like one person that really jumps out. Um, I've got a great uh, board at Evo, which is awesome. A, a diverse uh, group of people from a come from an experiential perspective and kind of what they've done, professional perspectives, and um, yeah. And then I would I, the one the one the the one uh, or the two people I would call out um, that aren't so much like that kind of sage business mentor, but in a way are are my parents, just because you know, the thing that they instilled in me from a very, very early age is that like, we're incredibly fortunate and to be able to, um, to kind of leverage like, you know, uh, well, in our case, at least leverage Evo and leverage kind of our, our, our successes, and our relationships to be able to give back, um, is this amazing opportunity. And I don't think that the, the care or the kind of the, the understanding of like what that opportunity is would exist if it weren't for my parents. So I would definitely give them, kind of the the most pro i mean no no question from a from a prominence perspective and people i think about that have influenced me my parents stand out in that way and then kind of more broadly it's been a collection of of experience with you know great people kind of from all different facets without a doubt so what we, and I've, i i i've talked to ashley miller about this when we were when we were in Chile, I know she at least she did. Then she was part of the um, philanthropic aspect of Evo. So yep. I I wanted to ask you, I guess what what Evo's commitment and yours was to sustainability and sort of giving back to the community. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's the, the you know this is so to, to kind of frame it a little bit. Like we describe success, kind of looking through, I guess, would say three lenses, or we have three goals and. One of them relates to the business. One of them relates to our team, our people, um, and creating a uh, you know uh, a really great place to work and, and, and also a great path for our employees. And the third is leveraging our success to give back and specifically working with underserved youth. Ashley has been fantastic. I mean, it, just to be able to work with her on on a number of fronts. But we came to know each other because she was the executive director of a nonprofit called the Service Board here in Seattle, who work with. Um, you know, work with kids that didn't necessarily have the opportunity um, that others did. And and, um, and um, so now to have her on board and to really lead that for us is incredible. I mean, my, my you know, the inspiration for me really came from childhood. Not only my parents kind of leading by example, but I grew up in a, you know, a lower income uh, situation in a, in a town that had, you know, there's a lot of poverty. And 
and I experienced firsthand, I guess I would say through my friends firsthand, kind of like some really, really difficult situations, seeing, you know, abuse and, um, and whatnot. Again, not in my own family. I was very fortunate and that I landed where I did, but I, I saw that through some of my closest friends. So, so, you know, th- today, the way that translates is that like, I just see, you know, these connections we're making relationships that we have with customers, with our vendors, with our community, like, how can we, you know, be a catalyst? How can we um, really bring other people into the fold so that we can have a, a positive impact on the community? Um, and um, again, that, that makes us, that there's a lot of different ways in which that manifests itself, but specifically the two metrics that we look at and the, and the, and actually a, you know, a budget that we manage to are dollars an hour. So how many hours are we giving the back to the community through our team and through our, our customer base and our, and our network of people we work with? And then how many dollars um, are we giving? And um, those two metrics um, are, uh, we've had amazing progress, especially with Ashley's leadership. And, um, and, and at the same time, we, we, we all acknowledge and believe wholeheartedly that we're at the very beginning um, when it comes to like the impact that we can have as a business and um, as individuals throughout the business. So it's really amazing. I mean, to me, it's like this dream situation. You know, I, I work in a business that I love. Um, in an industry that I have a passion for, working with great people, and then we can, you know, the more success we have means the um, means that we can really help that many more kids. Um, so yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible. And, uh, and again, working with people like Ashley and, and and the you know people throughout the entire business who who do a ton in the way of um, kind of leading uh, in this way, like that's it's 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 an inspiration for sure. Oh, without a doubt. And just hearing you talk about it, I can hear how, how excited you are that that you that you have this opportunity to even do that. And um, hearing you say that is for me, like with Ready Yeti, is it's exactly what I want to do, and my my partners want to do. When we like as we grow, the more that we grow, mm-hmm. we that it, it's just the fact that that's even an option or an opportunity. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's it makes you wake. It's awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, talk about energizing. I mean, really if you just think about the things that matter in life, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, to be able to, to again, take these like very fortunate situations or, or the, or the extreme efforts and the wild, the wild gauntlet you navigate running a business, like all of those things, but to really like have this broader impact beyond yourself, like there is really nothing better. And so for that reason, it just like, it's forever, um, you know, again, that creates that, it's that, it's that never ending spark that, um, you know, that, that scales really, really well. I mean, like it matters when you're a one or two or five person company. Um, but to consider the impact we can have when you grow with, and you have more scale, I mean, that's, that's, that's really exciting. And so we love like growth from that perspective among others is, um, you know, again, it's, 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 it's very positive. Yeah. I couldn't agree more for, for us at Ready Yeti, like you, you talk about how your childhood sort of shaped you and, and helped you sort of um, believe this philosophy with Evo. I had, like for me, it's a very similar thing, but it goes pretty closely with education. Like um, schooling was somewhat challenging for me as I grew up with a, disab- like a yep. learning disability. Yep. So like with Ready Yeti, it's like I've always got this in the back of my mind. Like once we get it to a certain point, I I know that I'm we're gonna give back in in the yeah. Um, in the community, well, in helping and educating, because skiing is something for me as a kid. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, this is something I can connect to, and I like right. obsessed over it. And I realized, like, wow, I'm actually really good at these sorts of things when I really care about it. So I, I think it's so important to help kids, especially when they're young and they're developing. Like that, that's the most important time. And just the idea of helping them like that is, oh, it's. I think the best part of being an entrepreneur well, is building a business. Yeah, and you, yeah, totally. And you touched on it. I mean, the other thing that is such a natural. Um, I mean, it comes so naturally is that, that these, the business that we're in and the, the activities themselves are absolutely inspiration. So if we can, if we can help, um, make those connections and, 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 and bring, you know, or, or, you know, again, like be a part of, of making sure that, that kids can kind of experience this and be inspired and be in a healthy environment and then actually, you know, again, like there's so many things that, that come as a result. So, um, I, I, I w- it's, it's amazing to talk about and, and, and it's fun to know that we're doing certain things, but I also like, the more I think about it, it's like, oh man, like so early in regards to like what we can really do here. And so 
um, yeah, I mean, the years to come, it'll be a lot of fun to kind of see how we progress there. Oh, without a doubt. And I'm totally excited to see where you, where you take it. So this, this leads totally in, um, perfectly into my next question of, of culture, which you've touched on a bunch of times. But what would you say is, I guess, the um, simplified culture um, that exists within Evo that you guys are really trying to showcase? Well, I guess there's a culture can be defined a couple of different ways. I guess the first thing I thought of when you mentioned it is really kind of the internal side in our, our company culture, which is, is, is all about people and the people are all about values. You know, there's certain things. So when we were really young, you know, a couple people, we articulated what is the grade eight, which is our core values. And we've, we've, um, they've evolved a little bit, um, in the way we articulate them today, but really that we said, you know, everything is going to change. I mean, shit, our name is, excuse my language, shoot, our, <laughs> our, lang- our name is Evo, you know, it's like, it is about change. You know, the sports that we're involved in the lifestyle we're in is ever changing. The way we manage the business is ever changing. We need to acknowledge that when you embrace that, but there are certain non-negotiables and our core values are those non-negotiables. And I can tell you for an absolute fact we would not be here talking today and Eva would not exist if we hadn't, if that hadn't been like the foundation and the sounding board when, you know, when things, when there's been challenging times. Um, so culture again, again, is a reflection of, of people and the values that they live by. And, uh, you know, it can be this like poster on the wall and doesn't really mean that much, but I, again, I can tell you that we would not be here if those core values had not come into play during like integral or critical times in our history. Um, you know, I think that more from a customer facing perspective, well, first of all, those internal culture, those internal values, um, definitely come to life and on the customer side. I mean, I think our conversation is a, is a, is a good example of that is, you know, there's certain things that we believed in that manifest themselves with our travel business. And we met traveling and we were, and, and that's not only experiencing other cultures, but, but that kind of inquisitiveness, um, that opportunity to meet great people, participate in the sports that we love, travel around the world, like that is a reflection of what we care about and I think is a good kind of example of like um, one of the elements that make up our culture. Um, and, uh, and so, again, there's all these customer-facing kind of aspects of culture um, from the art and the music and, the, and again, the travel and um, these kind of different details that kind of come together that, that kind of that, that, that in aggregate make up the kind of Evo culture and the Evo customer experience. Um, so anyways, you know, that was, a, that was a bit of a long answer. But again, I think about it internally and then I think about kind of how, how it makes its way in front of the customer. And they're very interconnected for sure. Right. So I, I, I um, every time I always think about that, I can't believe it's, I guess it's two and almost two years, two and a half years ago since that trip, which blows my mind that it's that long. Is it two and a half or a year and a half ago? Year and a half. Sorry. Year and a half ago. Um, but going on that trip, I didn't know that you would actually be there. And then when I found out you were going to be there, I um, (laughs) wasn't sure what I was, what what I was going to, what to expect, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, I, I don't know, founder of a, of a company that I've always followed for so long, a pro skier for 16 years, sponsored by K2, Patagonia, other big name companies. I just like didn't know what to expect. And then I walk <laughs> in and you're just like hanging out in sweatpants, like talking to everyone, <laughs> just like, you know, whatever, shooting the shit. And I'm just like, oh, this guy yeah. is real. Like he's like a legit person. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I want to appreciate you for that because I think well, that so many nice. people just can get caught up and like they get, get in their own head and just like, Oh, I yeah. do all of these things. Yeah. Well, um, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, um, I, one of the, one of our core values is invitation and, um, invitation, you know, it's like no matter who you are, what you're into, how old you are, what skills you have or don't have, like we want people to feel comfortable in our environment. And that's just like, it's just how it has to be, you know, it's, it's like when you, come into contact with anything you know anything to do with evo we want people just to feel good and i I really hope you know we that's something we can never lose Uh, there's for whatever reason our industry uh and the sports that we represent you know like uh, uh, the shops can be known to have um uh an edge to them that doesn't make people feel comfortable or you get some kind of vibe that, that, that again doesn't feel inviting and and um, while we want to make sure it's a quote unquote like cool experience that has like good style and, you know, energetic and attention to certain details that make it feel 
you know, different and, and, um, and vibrant, we also, we can never be pretentious, right? We need people to come in again, whether it be on a trip or into our store or get on our phones and get on our websites. Like, wow, this is a real group of people, you know? So, um, I, I think that while I appreciate your feedback about me, it really, I think that's just a, that's just kind of how it's, it's core to the company and the people that are at Evo. And, and hopefully people will find that throughout kind of no matter where they come into contact with, uh, with us. Yeah. I, I think that's such a great point. What I'm curious to know what like a regular day is for you with all the things that you have going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if there's a regular day. <laughs> well, that's uh, probably true. <laughs> you no. Know, and especially as of late, it's been a, it's a wild moving target. Um, but because uh, we just recently opened Denver and then some other things have happened more on the personal side. So it's like it's a hard one in this moment to answer. But, um, you know, I, I, I uh, you know, running Evo day to day is um, kind of my central focus. It's something that I have. a I just I love um, so many things about it. And, um, you know, and, and even the challenges, you know, it's not all I can. You know, again, we don't have enough time to talk through all the times when we were just trying to fight for our lives because those, those have absolutely been part of our history. But, um, but, but all of it is, is, is awesome. And is probably my, and this is, and that's why Evo is my primary day-to-day focus. I do spend a fair amount of time on uh, real estate, something I love, like the kind of creation um, of the projects, the curation of the kind of businesses that will move into the projects, building teams, all of that is a lot of fun, kind of more community focused and community oriented projects. Um, and then, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know, make sure that you spend time not only with family, but also participating, you know, last couple of days, getting chances to ski and whatnot. Um, so there, if I were to really kind of dissect a day and say, this is what it looks like, I'd be blowing, I would be, you know, full of it type of thing because <laughs> it changes right. day in, day out. But balancing all of those things and um, making sure they can kind of live harmoniously is, is a never ending focus for sure. Oh, indeed it is. Indeed. Um, what would you say has been one of the hardest parts about building and starting Evo? You know, uh, um, there's a, a number of things jump um, come to mind. Um, I think that more, um, you know, specific to retail, it's just a hard business. You know, it's like for a whole long list of reasons. But, you know, when you think about the... Uh, if, if, considering kind of the operations, the capitalization, the, the people, the, now that, you know, the technology, um, the, the absolute need to be different, you know, and, and deliver kind of value and an experience that goes above and beyond the transaction. Like to, for all those things that work in concert, I mean, there's so many moving parts, so operational within margins. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a hard business, you know, it's, it's, it's a, we love it. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't, there's nothing I'd rather do, but at the same time, uh, you know, again, each one of those things I mentioned, I could go kind of deep in because there's a ton of complexity related to each one of them. Um, I think that sitting back and thinking more back organizationally, you know, growing and, 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 um, and, and, and kind of, you know, again, focusing back on that, those core values and that culture that we look to create early on and make sure this is sustained as we grew, as we grew is, is is um is a never-ending challenge i mean you know it's it's also an incredible opportunity like to be able to kind of live those core values and to create more of a sense of community you know beyond our initial four walls you know into new communities like all that is 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 the opportunity but to scale that and to do it effectively without losing your way is a massive challenge um i think that anyone you talk to no matter the business will talk about culture when they think about challenge and and how that evolves as you grow and how the things that made you who you are aren't lost um, needs to be front and center um, always. I mean, it's so you could, you could be 20, 30, 40, you know, years in business We're 15 now, but you could be many years down the road and, and have been in a good spot and then lose your way. It happens all the time. So uh, kind of continually focus on people and culture and values um, no matter the business I think is, is, is one of the biggest challenges, but also again, an opportunity um, in addition to kind of all the more specific things that relate to our business um, itself. Right. So what would you say has been one of your greatest fears with uh, Evo and how, how do you manage it? Well, historically, I mean, there's a couple of times when, um, yeah, I mean, just when they're very tenuous times, just trying to get through it, you know, financially, you know, being on the line, like maxed out credit cards, 
you know, <laughs> parents maxed out credit cards, like the whole deal. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not necessarily knowing we were going to kind of get through to the other side. You know, we've, we've been very fortunate in that we've moved past that era, you know, at least for now. And, and we're in a really stable, solid spot, but, um, that was, that was, that was wild. I mean, and, and it wasn't so much personally like, Oh, what am I going to do? It was more like, gosh, like there's a lot of people that depend, you know, their livelihoods that are tied to this business and who have invested in, and, and their time and their energy and their resources to making this work. And, you know, there, uh, there is, um, no kind of guarantees that was, that was, that was a tough time. Um, and, and uh, there was a chapter there, where we were really hit with this imperfect storm. Some of it was kind of self-inflicted and we could have been better operationally. And some of it was just more kind of what happened. It was actually around 08. It was 08 when the economy crashed, but there's other things that happened internally. And it was, it was a really, really kind of heart-wrenching time. It also was a defining time. Um, and I knew that, you know, if and when we got to the other side, it was going to absolutely kind of help, you know, set the trajectory for the future. Um, so, um, so anyways, that was, that was one of them. Um, uh, and there's been others, you know, really when it came to kind of, um, making sure that we stay true to our values. Um, you know, there's different times when we've been, um, you know, then that has presented its challenges. Um, so anyways, yeah, I could go on. I'm just trying to think back over the years, but, but, um, that's huge. And then, and then looking forward, I think it's just like, like that ever present kind of knowledge, you know, that, that you can't take your eye off the ball. Um, think you could be in a great spot. You let your guard down and guess what, you know, like next thing you know, you're in a compromised position when compromise can mean a lot of different things, but that's, it's, it's like, there's never kind of, it's not linear and you could be in a great spot and then something can happen. Um, either whether controllable, something internally or something kind of happens externally or both. And next thing you know, you're fighting for your life. So never letting your guard down. Um, Actually, they're kind of words of wisdom from a good friend of mine, Tim Patrick, who's an industry guy, who's a CEO now at Silver Tim, but ran K2 for a while. Awesome guy, ski friend. And that that he was talking really kind of in the context of the backcountry and being the backcountry, but I, I think it applies to business as well. I think you're so right. I, I think all that's such invaluable advice. Um, and, the, and the fact that like a lot of people don't realize that it's not like all of a sudden you make it. <laughs> And then you've made it forever. Yeah, exactly. You can lose yeah. it in an instant, uh, you yeah. know. And as as w- the world matures and technology progresses and people change, For what sure. you're offering right now might not be valuable. You know, Absolutely. five years yeah, from and that's, now or whatever. Yep, exactly. No, and that and that ties to our name itself. You know, it'd be a little ironic if we kind of got stuck in our ways, given our name is Evo, which yes. is the root of evolution. You know, um, and. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just no doubt, you know, like always kind of like trying to like look, you know, try to understand like kind of what's right around the corner. Um, and the other thing, too, is people sometimes people define making it, quote unquote, making it by like in, in only financial terms. But right. It's just so far from how I think, you know, not only I define it, but the people that I work with define it. It's really about that balance. Um, and you know, people ask, well, what's your plans? You know, you know, and they really talking kind of often in like financial terms, like, well, it's not about like buying a yacht and sailing off to the sunset. Like that just doesn't, doesn't appeal. And it's not the goal. Um, it's really about those three goals, you know, the business, our people, and then giving back. And, um, so making it is never ends because you're always looking to do more in those ways. Well, of course, I think that's such, that's such a great way to build a business. And I, and I feel like so many people, especially in, business school are very one-dimensional in that aspect where it's just a monetary success and that's really all mm-hmm. they're interested in. Um, and they're willing to sacrifice other, at, whether it's, you know, different um, values that they have to get that, which by the time they get that, they're a completely different person. And then they're looking back right. and they're like, why am I so unhappy? Well, it's just like, well, maybe it's <laughs> because you're not <laughs> doing the things that you, you wanted to do when you were younger and you said you would yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely so important to stay true to that. Uh, before you were mentioning, um, I, I wanted to ask you what some of the bigger mistakes um, mm-hmm. that you've made with Evo to get to you, to where you are now. Oh man! Again, that's like a mini multi-beer conversation. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I, I mean definitely we're, we're all you know any, like any self-aware business person or just human knows they will always make mistakes. I mean, I think I look back 
to the early days and just kind of kind of it's always funny to look back at some of the things you did just because you know you're young and and trying to figure it all out um from certain operational moves that you thought you had figured out that you didn't even close to have figured out um to to just being I, i would say personally i was like naive in certain ways when it came to kind of like some of the uh, just some of the management from a financial perspective. I mean, just things you either didn't know or didn't think of or didn't care too much about. And you should have cared more. I mean, all those, I think those were all in play at certain times in our life. Um, um, other other things, shoot, you know, I mean, I, I think that, like, you learn a lot when it comes to working with people. Um, and it's, there's, there is no just, like, kind of silver, silver bullet when it comes to how you work with people. Um, you know, whether it be protecting your culture and having to make hard calls early from time to time, or, um, or, I mean, you know, that, that's uh, something you're always trying to kind of figure out how you strike that balance, uh, when it comes to the team. Um, I wouldn't say, I I think like there's like one mistake in that way. It's just like never ending learnings and, and things you would have done differently if you could, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, but again, trying to apply that moving forward. So again, longer conversation, but it's, uh, there's, there's so many different things that relate more to kind of more tactical kind of executional kind of retail specific, um, mistakes, um, to, um, to, to just kind of managing a business and the organization itself. One thing I'll say is that I underestimated early on is just like e-commerce for a while was thought to be like the Holy grail. It's like, Oh yeah, you open, you, you know, you have a website and then you just start selling a lot of stuff. And and now everybody's figured out that's not the case, but I was surely not attuned to what it really took to, to run a, a larger or even smaller. It doesn't, I mean, we're not, we're not large in the scheme of things. It depends on kind of how you look at it, but, but just the, guess the operational um, and, uh, and, and the, the operational kind of the process side, then also just the technology and infrastructure. It's like a heavy, kind of heavy cost structure and kind of heavily operational business. And so I don't, I just didn't have that knowledge kind of earlier on. And now having, you know, been through it and been through some, you know, some good times and some, some challenging times, like you definitely see that firsthand. Um, so that one jumps out as well. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. The amount of times I've looked back and be like, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? <laughs> like, why would you, yeah, 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 what, no, what made you think that was a good idea? It is funny. I mean, it's, it's always good for laughs, you know, with friends after you've made it to the other side. Yeah. Like at the time, you know, maybe it's fine until it actually happens. And you're like, oh man, super painful. And then after, with a little bit of uh, distance, it's like it's fodder for you know <laughs> for a fun conversation. Yeah. I whenever I make those kinds of mistakes, I always try and have that mindset where I'm like, I'm sure in like six months, a year or two, this will be funny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got it. Well, and you got to find right. You got to find the humor and. uh in, in it for sure yeah um what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business in general or in the outdoor sport action sport world uh absolutely first and foremost like work with people where your values are aligned um you know you can check all these other boxes when it comes to the certain skills people bring to the table and clearly that's like a really important piece of the puzzle but you're building a business you're going to have you're going to have successes, but you're going to have a ton of challenges and you need to really at a kind of more fundamental, um, foundational level, like have that alignment when it comes to like the way you make decisions, um, the, the kind of the filters you use, um, day in, day out. Um, so I, I just think that like, that's, that's, you know, whether it be startup or whether it be way down the road, I think that ultimately is the, is the most important thing. Um, Outdoor and action sports, um, yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the business itself. I think that one, that 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 first thing that I mentioned, it 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 doesn't matter the line of business or the industry you're in. I think it applies to all of them. I think that uh, on the outdoor and action sports side, I mean, doing your diligence in regards to the market, the addressable market, and like really clearly understanding kind of like what quote unquote like success success looks like look, looks like. Um, so, for example. You know, there's a lot of like niche products or or potential ideas that when you really kind of um, better understand the market opportunity, it's like, well, is that viable after you 
really dive deeper into kind of the financial side of it. And while it's not all about financials, like you can't do all the things you want to do and have the impact you want to have and grow a great business if, it is, if it's not viable, right? So I think outdoor and action sports has an allure and there are absolutely a plenty of viable businesses and business models, you know, to, um, um, to kind of chase down. But, but there are others that, 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 uh, may be good from, you know, that, that, that may look good and may be exciting, but don't, don't actually, or don't have the opportunity that, to, the potential to actually yield, you know, the kind of financial upside that, that will be kind of sustainable for the long term. That's, that's such great advice, and it shows how complicated the business is. Even just the partnership aspect of it, it's, it's really like a marriage, you know? For sure. Um, you, you're with them all the time, and there's highs and lows. Um, you deal with a lot of money conversations, which I, I feel I, I, I could be totally making this up, but I'm pretty sure that finance is one of the biggest reasons for divorce. <laughs> yeah, so it's right, just like right. you, you, it's already a strenuous situation at, at, to begin with because you're trying to build something with someone. So totally. having that alignment um, in the val- in, with your values is a, yep. such, a, such an important aspect. Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned it earlier. It's like I said, we wouldn't be here if we weren't for those values. And so, you know, at the outset, like he had making sure that's front and center where you're two people, 20 people, 2000, like it's really going to come back to that. And again, I mentioned kind of non-negotiable, like those are the things that you go to kind of, you know, um, kind of no matter the circumstances. So, um, yeah, kind of, it's funny. It's like this, it's this thread that's woven through this entire conversation, but that's how important it is from my perspective. And, um, yeah, anyways, I would, uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree uh, more. Yeah, for sure. So where do you see Evo and all of your other ventures that you're working on going in the next year, five years, 10 years? Well, in bigger picture, we are very much in a position to build a global lifestyle business. I mean, we, you know, the things that, the, whether it be the, the products that we have or the kind of, kind of the different elements that we can to, that we have a passion for, that kind of uh, create and are part of this lifestyle that we live, like those aren't regional or national i mean they truly are global um now will that take a long time for sure but but we have the time and we have the energy and we have we're we're in a fortunate position right now we have a a great great momentum that we want to make sure that we can um, take advantage of um so having a global footprint over time um both physical and of course um web um you know just be really having a positive impact on every community that we come into contact with has to be part of that plan and and that's that's kind of made us what we are today and so we want to make sure that we can even do more um as time moves on uh rounding out the things we do for our customers i mean travel has been an, an amazing kind of augment to our existing business and it's a it's a it's a you know again one of those very kind of clear examples or symbols of like you know what we care about and, and an experience that we can create that is highly differentiated and we want to do more of um so so that's one example of a way we can round out what we do but there are there will be more of those into the future um and uh and yeah i think that like on the impact side of it you know one of the ways we we talk about kind of the giving back the giving back kind of um focus within our business is we want to make sure that our cause is synonymous with our brand so when you think evo you just you're taken back by the way in which we can positively affect you know, kids that, um, in need, you know, kid and underprivileged youth like that. We want that to be so obviously like part of what we do, um, that you can't help but think of this when you think of our name or think of our cause, we think of our name. And so from that perspective there, we're very, very early. I, I think we're far from achieving that right now, which, um, which is great. I mean, again, it means it just speaks to the opportunity. Um, but as we grow and as we kind of create that global business that we're talking about, we want to make sure that um, that we're moving the meter um, in regards to again uh, the other two goals that relate to our people and also um, our ability to give back. I, I think that's such a great vision, and I'm super excited to see what happens going forward. So, what would you say is the best part about running Evo and all the things that you're doing um, right now? Um, yeah, I, again, I think go back to going uh, or to to growing and working with a great team, um, people that are inspired, you know, um, um, by the things that, you know, kind of we share in common and, 
uh, you know, whether it be the sports or our opportunity to give back, um, or creating a great place for our employees, like that, that is incredible. Um, and, and, you know, and specific to the sports themselves, I mean, let's face it, like they are life changing, right? I mean, I spent the last couple of days, um, here at my local hill skiing at Alpenthal, um, and getting a chance to go do a little ski touring and ski some new terrain with a couple of great friends. And it's just like, it, it's, that does create real life value, you know? And, um, so, so the fact that that's part of like what we do for a business is kind of ridiculous. Like it's just, a, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's not fleeting and it's something that, um, continues to kind of give back, you know, again, at a personal level, um, um, you know, as time moves on. So, yeah, I think that the, the blend of people plus the activities, I mean, that that is definitely the most prominent when I think about kind of what I love most. Oh, I can just hear it in your voice that you're that you love love what you do. And that's such an important thing. And um, I can't believe that, uh, I guess, a year and a half ago, we were sitting on a ski lift in in Chile. And I was telling you this idea that I had and you were just like, just try it. See what happens. <laughs> and, no, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, and here we are now. Now here I'm. I'm stoked to have you on the Ready Yeti podcast and being able to share your story with our community that we've built um, over the last year. And um, you're, we don't typically work um, showcase um, companies of your size, but I just feel like you guys just exemplify so much of what outdoor brands are striving to be. And I just I wanted to be able to share that with um, with our community. So I wanted to thank you for taking the time to um, be on the podcast. And if um, listeners wanted to find out more about you and Evo and everything that you're doing, where should they um, where should they go? Uh, yeah, the best place is definitely the site. No matter where you are, it's evo.com. And then we have stores uh, Seattle, Portland, Denver, and uh, hopefully coming to a uh, location near you soon. Awesome. Well, Bryce, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, well, appreciate uh, appreciate it and had a, I really enjoyed the conversation. Hey, Ready Any Podcast listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, then I would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddie Podcast. I'll catch you next week.